Slice Audio. Get back to rap. You keep painting too much. Howdy, everybody. It's the it's September. It's self care September. I might as well start here. I'm taking the entire month of September, and I'm just checking in with good, healthy stuff. Eating less, not nothing crazy. Just you know, eat. Just keeping it in line. Doing a lot of yoga. Aired up the tire on the bike. Drinking less, like half as much, half as often. But I'm not gonna. I don't. It's not like I need to sober up. But just, you know, trim a few pounds off this month, do some yoga. Also, I am, and this is, in, this is, this has been the hardest part. I'm stay. I'm, I am limiting my social media. At least my social media, and I am letting a lot of things go. It's just the way to get through life. You can't, for the next few months, I don't have the patience to govern idiots as much as I, I just need a, I need a vacation from dumb. I just, I, you know, we all need a break, man. I'm not the only, I'm, you're in the same boat I am. We're in, we're in this together, dude. Everyone's doing their best. Uh, okay. I didn't, okay. I didn't really prep for this. Um, let's see, where should we start here? I have a couple of mailbags that I I will get to that I forgot to pull down. I'm sorry. I'll do a mailbag episode here like we did a few episodes ago. I'll probably I may I'll try to do that later this week. Um I'll start with some dumb ads that I've been seeing. Here's there's a there's a new product out there called Hop Water. I'm going to give them a plug. Hop Water. If you Hop Water folks are listening, here without this is my unfair prejudgment of your product. Unfair prejudgments. New bit. New bit. Coming out new bits all the time. First off, I'm not necessarily against like NA craft beer. You know what I mean? Like alcoholics need some craft beer to drink. I saw maybe, but like the only thing I don't like about craft beer is IPA. And now you're going to take a water and just jam. It's like taking, it's like, oh, to me, this is to me. Get it. IPA fans have at it. Murdoch Jones, dot com. Fire up the mailbag. You can tell me everything I'm wrong about. No problem. But this is the equivalent. Let's say I'm selling a pair of socks. Like I like socks. Nothing wrong with socks. Everyone, everyone needs socks. But only you're not selling me the socks. You're only selling me the part of the socks that smells like I'm getting, you're selling me the sweat of the sweat sock. That's what I'm getting out of hop water. I just can't. I'm out. Um, I saw a bumper sticker the other day. I'm going to put this up on MurdochJones.com too. And it had a dead squirrel on the, on the, so like the bumper sticker was a dead squirrel and then it said squirrels nature's speed bumps i thought it was the strangest bumper sticker i think i've ever seen like who hates i'm trying to get the intent of it is it just a joke like 
their nature is speed bumps. Or does this person hate squirrels? Like, I run over every squirrel I can find. Like, if they're running across the street, I try to turn my tire towards them. That's how I interpreted it. But now that I'm talking about it out loud, maybe it's not, maybe it's just an unfunny person trying to be funny, thinking that was funny. If you are a fan of this show, random person with a squirrel nature's <laughs> road bumps, speed bumps, not nature's speed bumps, not road bumps. Like, I don't, you need better friends because your friends should tell you that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm just starting out bitching about things. Okay, let's do this. Did you guys hear about... It wasn't like... It wasn't very big news. But there was a dude... Let's see, I think this was on Coda. Mount uh, Rushmore. So a dude, okay, here it is. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Okay, Michigan man who climbed Mount Rushmore fined $1,500. This is from last week. A Michigan climber who was spotted earlier this month on Mount Rushmore later slipped down a cliff has been fined $1,500. He was just sitting on top of, I think it was Washington's head. Court documents show that dispatchers on August 19th reported a climber being, this is a quote, quote, a climber being seen on Mount Rushmore on the top of George Washington's head. And apparently the law that he's breaking is that, that it's creating a hazardous condition, um, which, listen, this is the easiest $1,500. I, if I was rich, I would pay this guy's fine, by the way. His name is Eamon Dopke. Um, he... So, this is less funny, but, like, at one point when the when the rangers were, like, trying to get him, you know, he was coming down off the hill, and he slipped, and he fell, like, 25 feet after he tumbled down this gravel slope. And he's okay, but, but he tumbled down this gravel slope and how he got caught. <laughs> and the initial ranger, like, when the news started calling him, none of them would go on the record because, they like, the... One of those guys, as the story goes, and this isn't this is just what I've heard. So this is all completely unsourced, but someone off the record. Let's just put it that way. One of those guys was trying to catch this climber, and he also slipped and fell. And so obviously, they're like they're purposely not releasing the name of the of the ranger who fell, which is no shit, because this guy is gonna get all kinds of crap from his friends because he let the climber dude get away. Like, of course they're not going to roll his name out there. He's going to get embarrassed on the internet. Um, Like, let's just talk about this dude for a second, though. We're burying the lead a little bit. A dude, like, where do you climb Mount Rushmore if you're going to climb? Do you do it from the back? Like, where do you sneak in at? I got to get this guy on the phone. I got to interview this guy. I'm not sensationalizing this meaning i think everybody should go do it i'm sure you have to be an actual climber to get up this thing like i'm positive i can't get to the top of mount rushmore i'm not sure even i, I would want to I, I think i would that i might be terrifyingly high um but what a cool view that would be like let me put it in perspective for you a little bit 
let's say you wanted to go hunt grizzly bear in Canada, where like or Kodiak bears, which is a is a, if you're a, if you're a hunter, it's like a famous thing to do, right? The whole trip for that once in a lifetime experience can be upwards north of twenty thousand, maybe. 30, I mean, like I know of a couple people who are in it for 15 and I know they did the cheap version of it. So there's $30,000 versions of this just to by and large, get in a plane, get off a plane, hiking through the woods and shoot a bear. I'm not saying it isn't awesome. Like, it, you know, do your thing, whatever trips your trigger. This guy, here's a guy. He is in for 1500 bucks and he got to the top of Mount Rushmore and he got to sit on George Washington's head. That dude's a gangster. One of my one of my sons told me that he hates podcasts. Like he just doesn't enjoy them. But he would he agreed that he would listen to this podcast after I died. Which is funny, but like now it's now it's now I have to I feel like I need to put a lesson in these things now. Like I feel like you know, let's say I make it to let's say I punch out at 80, so I got another 40 and change, right? So in 40 and change years from now, my son is now listening to this podcast and we're into, where are we at? Episode 16. And like, I wonder if he remembers this conversation. I'm sure he doesn't. But now he's listening to the show. I feel like I'm not doing him a service if I don't also throw in some lessons. So let's try this way. Let's see. I should have thought of one before I brought this up. That would have been a good idea. What's happening right now? Okay. Here's my advice to you. Sons. (laughs) Sons. <laughs> First off, don't be sad that I'm dead. Like I hope that I hope you followed my will to the to the penny because it's important to me because there's some things in there that are great. And and but then now that you're listening to this, I was going to give you advice for what's happening right now, but I just have to give that to you in person because the advice I'm going to give you right now is, is going to be largely where you're at in life right now. And like, I'm trying to get my kids to understand the trick of college. Here's generally the trick of college. If you're not trying to be the world's largest brain surgeon, you just have to get through college. The only thing you really have to learn in college that for the first time, largely it's up to you to hand in something without a parent yelling at you. And if you can do that, you can, generally pass all the college you want. You can also party your ass off as long as at any given time you can hand in your own work. And, and then I prefer you have a part-time job while you're doing it. Pass that man party on Wayne, do your work and then have as much fun as possible. Cause you're only going to be hopefully going through that once, but that lesson isn't going to work because we're talking about 40 and change years later. Let's see. What should I, so I need to teach you some middle age lessons. Middle-aged lessons for my children who are listening to this show for the first time because I'm dead. It's just not enough to be right. Sometimes you just got to let it go. It's kind of generic advice, but I'll have to think on that. By the way, got any advice for my middle-aged children who are listening to this 40 and change years from now? Murdoch Jones, dot. Come mailbag. Man, I gotta I better come up with some good lessons for my children. Dead dad lessons. Um heard a badass band I think you should uh listen to, by the way. Um 
I need to, let's see. I wonder if I can play. I probably can't play it. I don't know how to pronounce this band. I believe they're Japanese. I know they're Japanese. Sakuran? Sakuran? Zensen. I don't, I'm, I'm bad with the, I can't read. I, I'm bad with the pronunciations. But I believe it's Sakuran Zensen. S-A-K-U-R-A-N. These guys are a rock band. It's the most rock and roll band I've heard do rock and roll in quite some time. It's kind of punkish. It's like, you remember that band in the in the mid two thousands, maybe called the uh, the Hives. I believe they're Swedish and they're a little bit of a punk band. They had a couple of great hits. Feel like that kind of vibe, but with like Japanese rock and roll. It's really good, man. Like it, like I watch it, and it tells me that Japan currently is in in in. Japan has made rock and roll great again. I think that's what I'm trying to say. If I can borrow a phrase that generally gets used once in a while here. I don't, I believe it, it might be, in this instance, I can't find a better new American rock and roll band. I defy you to, to MurdochJones.com, lay it on me. I'll take all the new rock you want me to listen to. But I'm telling you, this punk rock, garage rock band called Sakuran, Sakuran, I'm not, I have no idea how to say it, Zensen is really awesome. I'll, oh, I'll add it. I forgot I did this. I've got my uh, spot of my Book of Murdoch Spotify playlist. If you go to Spotify, some of you listen to this podcast on the Spotify. <coughs> Excuse me. You can also search for my Book of Murdoch playlist. And you can now pause this, go there, listen to that, come back to this. Which is why I prefer Spotify for my podcast, really. But I'm also hopefully, you know, kissing their ass a little bit because they just did that $300 bajillion deal with Joe Rogan. Like, I don't need $300 million bucks. I'm not a $300 million podcast. I'd take 30000 though. Yeah, 30000 <laughs> Uh, What else is cooking, man? Um, I apologize. I didn't prep for this at all. Dun, 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 dun. The dude who climbed Mount Rushmore. Oh, I saw an article, by the way, in the New York Times, and it and it and it was talking about crip hop, which is hip hop performed by people with physical disabilities, which I think is awesome. I'm not shit talking that. I mean, you know, everybody should be able to do the hip hop they want to do, but the term crip hop feels like something I can't say. But the MCs with physical disabilities doesn't exactly roll off your tongue, does it? So you got to give it a name, but I just feel like it's not something I'm allowed to say. <laughs> like I can I can hear it like, "No, I've got two crippled friends." <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just there's something that doesn't sound right about it. I'm not saying that's that's right or wrong. But, you know, generally speaking. Um, I feel like I should give you a story from Elsister. For those of you joining this show for the first time, I grew up in a sleepy little town called Elsister, South Dakota. It's just in the little in the little nook 
of Union County of South Dakota. It's like South Dakota's Florida. Got that little thing, that little dangly thing that sits there. Friendly little town of 700 people. And these are my stories from that town. Growing up, I lived on a street called Union Street, which was next to two things in the town of Elsister. The fertilizer um, warehouse, not warehouse, fertilizer place, like the cor- like the ag fertilizer warehouse. And then the Elsister sewer. I don't. I say that, and it makes it sound like we lived in a really redneck area, but it was like way across the street and that kind of stuff. We lived, It was a nice little. It was a beautiful small town, rural childhood. Nothing of that was bad. But this is why I bring up all that. We also lived next to a guy named. I believe his name is Mike. I'm gonna leave his last name out. And he did not get along with a guy named Roland who was our neighbor. And so we lived kind of diagonally next to Mike and right next to Roland. I think it's Roland. I believe that was his name. Mike and Roland hated each other. Could not stand each other. I have no idea what started the beef. I should ask my parents this. I don't remember what started the beef. But it was like the town beef. The town knew they did not like each other. And this is how the town knew that. On the back of Mike's house, which stood directly to the window of Roland's house, Roland, while he was eating dinner and watching TV at night in the living room, could see out his window the back of Mike's house. Okay? Everybody paying attention? One day as the beef escalated, Mike lost his temper and he decided to uh, paint uh, a, 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 a cartoon drawing of Mickey Mouse that was holding the middle finger up to Roland with a, with, I believe that he was also carrying a sign that said F you Roland. I'm going to have to ask my brother on that. Hold on a second. We need, we got to fact check this for just one, just one hot minute. This is my brother, Petey, who's a good dude. I'm going to put him on some speakerphone here. Hope you guys can hear this. Hey, you got a minute? Uh, I'm doing a podcast, and I'm doing a story from Elsister. Do you remember um, Mike, last name redacted, Mickey Mouse sign against, was it Roland? Okay, and Mickey Mouse was giving Roland's house the bird, but he also had a sign in his in Mickey Mouse's other hand. Did it say "F you, Roland"? No, it may no. It was something about property boundaries. Okay. <laughs> no, not property boundaries. It was because the complaint was. Oh, you remember how the beef started? I couldn't remember. Okay, how did the beef originally start? Um, I believe it was like nuisance property, like junk sitting around the yard. Okay. And Roland complained against Mike. To the city council. To the city city council. council Made him clean up the property. And then came Mickey, slipped him to Mickey. (laughs) And then he complained about that. So the city council went to him again. Right. That part I read, because I remember the other stuff. Yeah. Painted over Mickey and put up another character. Yeah. Okay. But the but the finger was correct, right? 
Oh, for sure. 100%. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's a fact check from my brother on a story from El Sister. So Roland complains about all the shit that's in the yard. And Mike cleans up all the shit, but he's mad about it. So Roland complains to the city council about all the shit in Mike's yard. And Mike cleans up all the shit. And then he's mad about that. So he paints the Mickey Mouse flipping a bird holding a sign about fence lines. This, then he goes back to the city council and complains to the city council about the Mickey Mouse. So let me pause that for a second. So by the time it's been to two city council meetings, this is now a very hot topic of conversation in a town of 700. So much so. And, I'll, and let me give you a point of reference. Generally speaking, on Union Street in Elsister, you might get three cars a day that just drive by. And that's considerably heavy traffic. But now that this has been to the city council meeting twice... And now that the lore of the uh, the the bird flipping Mickey Mouse is there, everybody's driving. Everybody in Elsister, and ev- and not everybody in other towns, but people in other towns, were driving to Elsister and driving through Union Street to look at the bird flipping Mickey Mouse. The problem with that is that the window lane to perfectly see the Mickey Mouse is like right in front of our house. So we feel like they're stopping in front of our house and staring at us. So it was like being a, a like a monkey at the zoo. Like they're just watching us eat and watching us mow. But really, they're there to see the <laughs> Mickey Mouse flipping the bird. So he goes to the city council meeting, complains about that. The city, city council says, Mike, you got to paint over that thing. And that's all they said. You just have to paint over that thing. So Mike, still pissed off, paints a very light white coat of paint over the Mickey Mouse, which you can still completely see, and then paints Oscar the Grouch on the other side of the house. And, like, let me point this out. This is giant whiteboard tall. This isn't like a little sticker. You could see this from the street a block away, and you could easily make out what the fuck it was. That's Mike and Roland. I need to find out. I'll give you an update. I need to find out whatever happened between those two, like if they ever became friends or not. I'm sure they didn't. That's how it works in small towns. I don't. Maybe not small towns, but that's how it works in Elsister. Like, if you just hate the neighbor, you just fucking hate the neighbor. There's almost nothing that can happen that's going to make you not hate the neighbor. Ted's an asshole. He's always been an asshole. He's been an asshole when he was a kid. And you don't really know why, but you just get locked into your own stupid bullshit about being in a small town. And you just, you know, people naturally put up borders. And maybe Ted is an asshole. I don't know if he is or not. I hope there's not an actual Ted in Elsister. If there is, I'm not talking to you necessarily. Unless you're an asshole, nothing I can do about that. Thank you, by the way, for your nice uh, notes about all that. I mean, you know, I am good. I appreciate it. Um, I'll do. A, I got a few mailbags. There's some teach me somethings. Last couple episodes ago, we started a new bit called Teach Me Something. You go to MurdochJones.com. Uh, and you hit the mailbag, or you can, and this is my preference, you just leave a voicemail. Give yourself a, get your phone out right now, 605-340-0811. And then you tell, you teach us something, and then I'll play it on the show, and uh, we'll all learn something, something positive, something funny, whatever. Throw me a haiku, blow off some steam. That voicemail is there for whatever you want. Here's my advice for self-care September. Let's say you see something on social media and you're just really pissed off about it. 
instead of tagging that person in a comment back where you clap back and now that's the next four hours of your life because you think Ted's an asshole, how about you just send it to me? Well, we'll have a little fun with it. That guy won't be mad. You'll feel better immediately because you don't have to worry about some dipshit response. I'll get it on the show. We'll play it out. I can bleep your name out if you want. It'll be a riot. Murdoch Jones. Dot com. Um, boom, 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 boom. I'll do some news, and I think we'll probably skirt out. Short episode today. I just wanted to get back into the habit of recording often. Um, oh, yeah. We said we were going to stop doing this bit because it was depressing. Which it kind of is. Because it's, remember, remember how we set up our news. It's non-COVID, non-Trump. Um, okay, here we go. This is perfect. Kanye West said God told him to interrupt Taylor Swift on the famous MTV VMA speech. <laughs> God told him. Let's, let's roll down a list of people who have, um, done things because God told them. I can't think of one good one other than a bullshit politician where they're just lying and they're pandering. God didn't talk to them. What's that? What's her name out of, was it Minnesota? Michelle, is it Harris? Is that her name? She said God told her to run for president. What a fucking idiot she is. I mean, this is a problem, Republicans. You want, like, you can win every election for the next 50 years if you get rid of those stupid people. They're lying, and you, you know it. We all know it, but you, we don't do anything about it. You want to know why people hate the government? That's it right there. Call that shit out. Like, eat your own. Remember the redneck pendulum? Got to eat your own. Smart rednecks got to fix the dumb rednecks. Otherwise, we end up with Hank Williams III on Fox News talking about what, the, what it's like for the UAE to have relations with Israel. That's not the guy you go to. I'll say this about Kanye West. As far as God telling him what to do, I would much prefer God tells him to interrupt Taylor Swift on a VMA speech than I would, let's say, God telling him to run for the leader of the free world. Or, like, a lot of people have God tell him to kill and rape a bunch of people. Like, it's a mission from God. The Blues Brothers! There's the first and only people I actually respect about God telling him what to do, because they were on a mission from God. Oh, by the way, sorry. I have to give a quick update on the fact check of of the stories from Al's sister. I was calling him Mike. His name was Ed. It was not Mike. He also had a cat named Greaseball. I remember shooting. This is embarrassing to admit, and I'm only saying this because I now know it was wrong, and at the time I thought it was funny. But you have to remember, I grew up as a redneck. That cat, Ed, not Mike, Ed and Roland, Ed had a cat named Greaseball, and it was like, I mean, the thing was like 900 years old, and it was covered in patches of no fur, and it looked like a grease ball. Anyways, we always used to try it. We had this BB gun that wasn't really a strong BB gun. Like, you couldn't, it couldn't hurt anything. You couldn't puncture anybody's skin with it. But to, as a contest, my brother and I would try to see who could hit, hit the cat with the BB gun to get it kind of – because it was fun. It would walk on the fence or walk under the fence. It was like a real-life version of the, of the pistol video game stuff. But as I say that now, even though I'm laughing, it's not funny, and that was wrong. I should not have done that. You can't shoot cats with BB guns. Ha, 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 ha.
So there's your story from Alcester update, Ed and Greaseball. Um, all right, that's about all I'm going to do today. I'm going to go home and I'm going to make a meatloaf. I'm going to self-care September. I'm cooking meals. That's another thing you should do. Try to eat out a little less, take out a little less, take a half hour, cook a nice meal. I want to thank Whiskey at Work, by the way, for the scotch. I'm drinking a... This is a un, an unpeated Scotch shit. I'm gonna forget. Um, what's the name? I gotta give it a plug. Bo Bolatti. Bo. Um, I don't know shit about Scotch. Brooklatic. I think that's what it is. Brooklatty. That's what it is. Brooklatty. It's an unpeated Scotch. And it and I thought you know that's kind of what you want in the Scotch, but I gotta say this is pretty good. If you've never heard that show, by the way, give Whiskey at Work a spin. It's on the Home Slice Podcast Network. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll do a mailbag episode later. MurdochJones.com, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of the um, all of the players that you like. Give me a rating if you don't mind. If you give me a rating, even a bad one, that helps uh, my mojo a little bit. It helps me with some people. About to pick up a couple advertisers maybe on this thing. Uh, it'll be fun though. We won't make it, you know, it'll be a dial out. All right, my friends. Um, I'm going to leave you with this advice. Here's the thing about the next, let's say a few months to maybe a few more months. Those around you are going to start to test positive if they have not from time to time, not everybody once or twice. And you and you will probably have come into contact with them a little bit. And that's going to happen a few times. The trick is to remember to keep calm. You know what you're supposed to do. Your company has a plan. Be cool when somebody tells you. Don't treat them like they got you sick. Just be cool. The sooner you realize that you calmly get through it, it can get through it, then it's a little easier. The sooner the economy (laughs) will not be so uncertain. Like, you know what I mean? You just got to be, you just got to calm down a little bit, man. It's going to be okay. That's not me saying this isn't real. Like people are getting sick and people can die, but I get all that. Also read this, and this is by no means medical advice. And this is just something I read and I'm not saying it's right. And I'm not saying it isn't right. I, it just seems to make sense. You know why self-care September is important? It turns out if you're not overweight and you don't drink too much and you don't have diabetes and you're taking care of yourself a little bit, like this, there's a larger chance this isn't going to hurt you that much. And it's not just about the death. You don't want to have some weird condition that you didn't know happened because you had this because you were 30 pounds overweight. Again, I'm not fat shaming. I'm just saying, A, get through these things calmly. And then, hey, it's self-care September. Come on, man. Just... Take care half as much, half as often. It's easy to do. I'm not telling you to do keto or intermittent fasting or any of these other things that may or may not work. Just, you know, eat a little less and sweat a little more. You don't have to join 100K tomorrow. You can just do better than you did yesterday. Have a good night. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular 
credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this and he's going to be so annoyed and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.